I just I want to take a second just to highlight Fast Week. Uh, this awesome, awesome, phenomenal. Every speaker, even all, on down to last night. Um, and it's so interesting how Tuesday opened up how we can be tied up in comfort zones, right? Joe talks about tied up. They talk about comfort zones, right? You know, how you just be tied up in comfort zones. Nah, I'm just, I'm, I'm good over here. Nah, I'll be all right. Nah, 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 nah. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. You know, I'm not ready for that right now. You know, the Lord's still working on me, I think, Pastor Melton. You know, the Lord's still working on me, you know. Is he really working on you, <laughs> right? <laughs> or are you just not being obedient? Then we, we, we shift into Wednesday when we heard, do you hear me talking to you about love? Do you hear me talking to you about love? I'm talking, but are you listening? Here, Ed talked about, do you hear me? Pastor Mel talked about love, like at every level of love, not just the kindness, but every level of love, right? And then we got to Thursday, and we realized we're survivors, but we're on a mission. See, so, so, so we're survivors, but, but we're not surviving just to say I survived. We have a mission, right? Mondell talked about survivors. James talked about being on a mission. And then Friday was... was, was so, so look, we, we, we went from being tied up in comfort zones to trying to hear God talk to us about love, to recognizing we're survivors but we have a mission, to being a... Okay, be light, walking in the light, so you become a light. See, 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 so Hope talked about being light as you're walking in the light, <laughs> right? The Crumbs talked about being that light, you know, like, like becoming that light, right? Like really... Really, if, you, if you, you think about it in every situation that they talked about, rich, old, stupid, fool, uh, angered, hood, we're one thing. We're light, right? That was Friday. And <laughs> yesterday was so powerful because we learned you don't have to be defensive if you're doing well. <laughs> if you do well, what are you defensive for? Right? <laughs> you know, Jamal just walked through, what, like, all the different levels of being defensive. Like, like, why are we defensive? All right, so let's say uh, Pastor Keith's teaching, and this is happening, could happen today, I don't know, and some sarcasm comes out. Who's really bothered by it? Let's be honest. I, I'm not saying it, I should be sarcastic, mm -hmm. right? I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, who's really bothered by it? He said, they said if it hits you, if, if it's, it's some truth to it. But, but a person that's doing well, are they really bothered by it? They, only, they probably don't even notice it, right? But the person that's, what'd you, what'd you say? Antsy, a little like, what you trying to say? Like, you know what I'm saying? To me, but, but why are you even going there? Because you might not be doing well, Right? So, you, so you're tempted when you hear the sarcasm to get what? Defensive. Oh, amen, sister. <laughs> we got you. And just, just in case you didn't know, we can hear you. Good octaves. <laughs> like, defensive. <laughs> right? right? 
<laughs> right, so, right. So, so what, what happened this week, all the way down to yesterday, uh, uh, especially when, um, when Trina talked about doing well, uh, actually she hit some things that we're going to talk about today from a different angle. She just kind of came from 1 John 1, 9. So I'm, I'm going to come from John and some other places. Like, you know, you know diff, two different Johns, but we're we, we, we going to kind of dance around the same thing, right? But the interesting thing is what everybody really talked about is draw a line in the sand, yeah. <laughs> right? Draw a line in the sand, right? Right? Don't get tied up in comfort zones, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Hey, 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 you're a guy talking about love and walk in it. Right? Right? Realize I'm a survivor, but I'm on a mission. Draw a line in the sand. I'm on a mission. I, I, I didn't survive all this craziness. This is what my was talking about. Just to say I survived it. I survived it because. Right? I got through because. I didn't get shot because. Right? I didn't die because. Does that make sense? Right? And then... um. Draw a line in the sand, man, be it, be it. Listen, listen. As Hope was saying, take all that weight off. Lay aside every weight, right? That's obstructing your light. Be a light, right? Every place you're at. Draw a line in the sand. What, what I heard the crumbs talking about is, oh, no, 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 no. We're not coming on that side. We've already established what we're doing. You can throw everything at us. If it's not pushing us close to Christ, we're not coming on that side. We've drawn a line in the sand. And matter of fact, we've not only drawn a line in the sand, we throw you a rope so you can come on. So we're not adjusting ourselves based on status. Based on, like, well, there are people that are comfortable around us. You're a Christian, they're not, but they're comfortable because you're not holding them accountable for nothing they're doing. You're pacifying their demise. Listen, but you say you love them. Right? Right? Greater love hath no man than this. They'll lay down their life for their friend. I always say lay down your like too. So you might not, listen, so you're my friend, right? Ms. Lamar? Yes, sir. I know you're on the mic, but if, did you making that up just because I said it or at the house? Am I, I'm, I'm still his friend? Okay, good. <laughs> Got to ask the wife just to make sure, you know. All right. But I haven't always said things you like. Oh, no, sir. <laughs> Let me use somebody else, man. Just, but, but, it's, but it's true. But, but guess what? Because it's not about me being liked. I'm a friend. Right? So I'm trying to give, I'm trying to share with him what's best for him, not what's comfortable for me. Or I could sit back and go, I can't believe he's doing that. Look at him. <sighs> call himself a minister. But if I'm a friend, I'm not saying call himself a minister. I'm saying, aren't you a minister? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So tell me in your ministry, when you did this, is that okay? Okay, you respond to me a certain way. I'm growing to be a minister too. Is that how you're supposed to? Is, are you, should I flow with people like that too? I guarantee what you're going to hear out of his mouth is like, uh, no, that was me. And I apologize. Guarantee. 
because I've seen it already. But it's easier to, to almost poke a chink in the arm and go, look at this, right. supposed to be a minister. We've been in trouble. Supposed, if, they, if, if we roll like that with David, we, we one of David's boys supposed to be a king. That, we talked about the spiritual authority. That's what the brother and sister did with, with Moses, supposed to be our leader. Right? But I love Nathan. Nathan and Go supposed to be a king. Nathan said, hey, so now as a king, I just, I just have a question. Because you got wisdom, right? So break down to me this scenario, how you would handle it. So, 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 so David said, you know, listen to, oh my, what? Oh, that person should, this should happen and that should happen. He says, okay, I just want to let you know I was talking about you. Psalm 51 was written after that. Do you understand? Okay, all right, all right. So we good, we good, right? We good. So, because we're talking about drawing a line in the sand, right? And we talked about some things uh, last week that we may get into, but 1 Timothy uh, 6, 3 through 5, I'm not going to get into all of it, but Jamal mentioned this yesterday. Um, the end of the passage says, from such, withdraw yourself. So he so gave a list of, of, of how people are operating. And when he says when they operate that way, don't get tangled with them. From such, withdraw yourselves. Draw a line in the sand, right? I'm not going to get all into it because Jamal got into it. I don't want to reteach his message. Um, then Siobhan came up to kind of share some things based on what she heard yesterday. And uh, Trina mentioned Jonah, right? Yeah, so Tina talked about Jonah. So Savannah comes up to the mic and she says, uh, you don't want to say uh, if they didn't throw him out, people could have died, right? So now we're all in a boat. Storm's rocking. Our life is at stake. But because we're sensitive to the things of God, we realize somebody is not obedient to God in the boat. Amen. When we figure out, we cast lots and we figure out who it is, it's somebody we cool with. It's our boy. You know what I'm saying? He got the good jokes. You know what I'm saying? Hey, he was there for me back in the day when I was going through stuff. Right? Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, when nobody was there for me, he was family. He's fam. You know, she's fam. You know, I feel like I owe him. Okay. But if you don't toss him out, everybody die. What you gonna do? But listen, hold on now, hold on, because some, some of y'all quick toss them out because y'all you, you just think about your lives anyway. The thought is we're tossing them out to destroy his life, not if we toss them out by faith. See, by faith, we, we, we toss them out because we believe he got to get out, God going to have to save him. But he got to get out. Remember, you had to get out, but we were believing God going to have to save him. But he got to get up out of here. Right? Right, but we, you, we, 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 hey, hey, he said, he said, we cool. You know, <laughs> we cool. <laughs> right? He, like, he said, I love you, right? Right? I, unsolicited. We didn't rehearse this before he came. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? He, we fast and different, so we, you know, we went in the same loca- location. 
Right. So what I'm saying is, not just by faith. That move wasn't just by faith. It's by obedience. See, obedience does what God says regardless of the circumstances, regardless of we cool, regardless of they've been there for me, regardless of we're familiar, regardless of their family. Obedience does what's best, period. Right? You see? We good? All right. All right. So, because so, we're drawing a line in the sand. So then, uh, I don't know, it's Jamal or somebody. Somebody did 1 Peter 3.15, be ready to give an answer? Who was that? Jamal? Yeah. First Peter 3.15, be ready to give an answer. See, I've drawn a line in the sand. So when people just, you, you know, everybody's not coming at you. Oh, you trying to be a Christian? Some people just coming around you doing everything that's not in line with your God. And smiling about it. So, so I have a friend, he, uh, he uh, track, track, track star in, in college, and so he's, he's vying for the Olympic trials. And so this is another level because he went to, a, uh, I'll say, I won't say the school, but an HBC, but now you're, you're with some of the top schools. So, so every level you go to is not just talent. There's politics and there's games. You know, every level I went to in basketball, you know, first it was like, can I play? Now it's like, can I realize what they're doing? Guy would come up to me, talk to me. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, he's talking to me. Man, so like, I'm cool with him. He's a pro. And he's talking to me. Next play, he get the ball, bow me in my face, and dunk on me. I'm like, well, we were just having a conversation. Like, <laughs> we're cool. See, get me to drop my guard and take advantage. Right? So this guy, he's, 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 it's time for him to run. He gets in his lane, so people are stretching. So the top guy walks in his lane and starts to stretch. Right in front of him, in his lane. You run track, right? She just said, that's cold-blooded. See, he's saying something. That's my lane, but I got yours too. No, he didn't say, hey, would you mind if I stress here? No, he, he was trying to win the race before it started. He did what he would do in that person's lane. Almost like, you with us. You ain't running your race. You running my race today. When you start running, you're going to be mad, you're going to be upset, and you're going to be looking at me. And you know this, your speed decreases if you look left or right. If you don't tuck that your chin and you, you, ain't, you, 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 you can't be looking at nobody. You're supposed to be running as fast as you can. You're not in consideration of nobody else. But that person needed, they needed to get in your head. I used to tell the players, I said, before the game start, listen, so we'd be uh, around, uh, we would run drills. We did it on purpose. We would get to the game early, and we would run drills. We, you know how you go to a game and teams be warming up, making their layups and stuff like that? No, 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 no. I would get to the game early. We would run full court drills on their court. You know, I learned some things uh, when the Knicks used to practice. We used to run uh, five-man weeds, stuff like that, on their court. So when they would come out, we'd be running our drills on their court. One, I was trying to get the players comfortable and not intimidated by the court. So we're going to make it yours right now. 
Then when we would shoot around five shots, I'd say, listen, don't think about no- nothing else. Picture yourself of what you want to do in the game. Then I would say, don't talk to nobody. Don't talk to your mama, your daddy, your cousin, nobody. I said, because if you talk to them, why are you playing it in your head? You're making a move and you see them watching you. Ain't that true? Yeah, they'll make a move. <laughs> you see that, Dad? It's good. Did I do it right? <laughs> right? But you no, 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 no. Shut out everybody and do your thing. Right? But so, so, so think about it. The adversary wants to be in your lane stretching. Right? So the adversary can't come in your life without a vessel. So whoever's open to him, he'll get inside them and bring them in your lane. <laughs> know what he, you know what that, he's using that person to say? You're not running your race, you're running mine. Because the adversary, the, he's the accuser of the brethren. So after he does that, he goes before God and goes, they didn't say nothing. They didn't even give any communication to say, whoa, stay in your lane. Right? You go to their house, they're going to stay in your lane. Listen, hey, 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 don't just start talking to Jesus or nothing like that. They're going to play their music and do what they do. They come to your house, you playing their music and doing what they do. All right, all right. We, we all right? Just giving you food for thought. I had nothing to do with this. Blame all the people that taught this week. All right, so we talked something about last week about this drawing line in the sand um, from the angle, because you always hear once saved, always saved. Because you, you, you probably ask yourself, why would people, uh, why would people to say they're Christian do things that are not Christian-like? Why would people that seize the blessings of a Christian, but not come across the line. Well, we got this culture that, you know, once somebody made a confession or something, it's done, it's over. You don't have to do nothing else. So, so, so a person to be around you doing everything that's not godly, telling you, I'm a Christian too. But they're saying it based on what? What they're doing or what they're saying? Right? Help me out. So we've been living in like these get-by areas for years, trying to transfer them over into the kingdom life. You know what I'm saying? Like, like grandfathering them in. Well, it's positive. It's probably kingdom life. You know, but they're, they're, they're get-by. Like, if they're not getting by God, you, in your mind, you told them, it's a, you told yourself it's okay. So these, these little get-by areas. But, but let's, let's look at a couple things here. Let's look at a couple of scriptures um, just to bring home the messages of this, this week, okay? The thing is, God, when he speaks, he speaks to the body, right? He's not speaking to your hand. He ain't speaking to your arm. He's speaking to the body. So when you heard the messages this week, it wasn't just an in, in, individual message. So let's say some people, got, they got a piece, but, but we're completing the whole message because God speaks to the entire body, right? You, you know that, right? Yeah. 
I said, Luke 13. I, I, I didn't even give you the scripture, right? Luke 13, 23. And once again, get all the information and then sit down, meditate on the word, search the scripture, see if it's so, and just uh, now you can research for yourself and it's not based on how you feel. Me and my wife was having a conversation about how much water you should drink, right? So, so, so can I share? So my wife bought this uh, jug because she wants to have the water she's supposed to drink in one jug. So the jug she bought is like a gallon jug, right? So when she saw it, she was like, what? Like, this is intimidating. This is a lot of water, you know? Um, and, and it has on there, you can keep going, you know, hang in there. Like it has, you know, it says, has the hours you should be finished a certain amount of water. And so she says, yeah, because I'm supposed to drink uh, uh, half of my body weight. Then, you know, I'll say, well, you know, they say <coughs> you're supposed to drink eight, eight ounce glasses, which is, which is a gallon, right? So as we was talking back and forth, what my wife says, you know, we need to find out exactly what we need to, to drink. Not, not based on what we heard, how we feel, but really let's find out exactly. She says it's like milk. You know, people say milk is good for you, you know, but your body's not even designed to process milk. So, so but it's just... Uh, the commercial, drink milk. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, like you're a baby. It's milk's for babies, right? So, so she was saying that, and what she was saying is, hey, let's not be theorists. Let's not assume what it takes. Let's find out what it takes. I said, let's not assume once saved, always saved. Let's not assume the Bible says this, the Bible says that. Let's find out. Then we know that we know that we, we can make a quality decision with all the information. So Luke 13, 23. Right, it says, uh, well, I'll start at verse 22. It says, and he went through the cities and villages teaching and journeying towards Jerusalem. It says, then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said, why would somebody ask that question? He's like, is there anybody saved? <laughs> He said, uh, then he said unto them, strive to enter at the straight gate, for many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. So he's saying there's an actual path, you know, uh, Matthew 7 says there's a narrow way that leads to life and peace, right? He says, and, and verse 25, when once the master of the house is risen up and has shut, and has shut to the door, and ye began to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not. Whence, whence ye are, where are you? Or, like, he's saying this, where are you? Where is what I designed? Right? Verse 26. Then shall ye begin to say, we have eaten and drunk in, in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. So, so we've been around you. Right? He says, but he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence you are. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. 28. And there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God. And, and you yourselves thrust out. Thrust out of what? The kingdom of God. So, so that means people could be in the kingdom and thrust out? Didn't it just say that? Yeah. All right. It did say that, right? Yes. And so, 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 
you have this thing of, you know, uh, we pick with Ms. Lamar about the back in the day fire and brimstone preaching. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to hell. You know, like, now, some of that was like way over the top, but some of it was like, maybe this will work. Because it's really not a punishment to say, hey, if you, if, if you don't do this right, you're going to hell. Now, some of the things they said you was going to hell for, you wasn't. You know, you, you came late today, you're going to hell. You know, <laughs> just, you, know you just use it for everything. So, so they kind of got over the top with it. But now, so we've removed the period. No, no, no. You don't go one extreme to the other. If you don't watch out, there's some things you're going to hell. What kind of God would, would send somebody to hell? God don't send people to hell. People make choices to go. Right? Because he's engaged. I said before you, life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life. Right? We all have choice, right? Does that make sense? All right, so John 14. Familiar scripture. Kind of connects to what Trina was talking about yesterday. Simple scripture. John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. Right? I love the Lord. Oh, you keeping his commandments. Cool, cool. Right? But no, no, no. We've crossed over in the Lord know I love him. I love the Lord. Who? Don't judge me. Who's going to say? You can't say whether I love the Lord or not. Well, you ain't keeping his commandments. I can't say. That's like saying, you can't say I'm late. You're not on time. I can say you're late. <laughs> Don't judge me. No, your actions are judging you. You see what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? If you love me, keep my commandments. That, that's what it says, right? Amen. So, okay, let's go to John 8. Who was teaching? Uh, hope. I'm trying to keep all the scriptures in the same area so you don't have to go far, right? That's what Hope said. Like, she's trying to serve you when she's teaching. I'm not going to be doing that. These happen to be in the same area, <laughs> right? So, so, so John 8, 31, you know, we talk about this uh, Bible study fellowship, right? It says, uh, then said Jesus to those Jews who believed on him. Now, now, they already believe him, right? He says, if, they already believe him, right? It says, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. How come he didn't say, oh, you believe already? Once saved, always saved. He said, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples. Indeed, indeed, what you're doing, right? And then it says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. If you continue in the commandments once you're saved, <laughs> right? If you continue in the commandments, right? All right, so let's go to Luke 12, right? Luke 12. Just, just work with me. Um, it's not for condemnation, but, but if it... If it, if it taps you with a little conviction, it should be good, right? Because conviction uh, really is a facilit- facilitates change, right? All right, so Luke 12, 51. Luke 12, 51. Uh, uh, Trina did, probably didn't use the scripture, but she did reference this yesterday. Um, it says, suppose ye that I am come to give peace on the earth, right? So this is Christ's red letters. He said, so you suppose I just showed up to bring peace? He says, 
I tell you nay, but rather division to draw a line in the sand. He said, so you thought I showed up to just validate you. No, 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 I showed up to draw a line in the sand, division. 52, for from henceforth, from this point, there shall be five in one house divided, three against two and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son, family, and the son against the father, family, the mother against the daughter, the daughter against the mother, the mother-in-law against the daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Now, we can, get on, we can keep on going, but I wanted to give you that because just because it's family don't mean it's all good. What he's saying is when I come and give you the truth and now people decide whether they're not going to live by, somebody's going to choose to and somebody's going to choose not to. Somebody's going to choose to be with me and some are not. Just because you like them doesn't mean they're going to be obedient. Do you understand that? And if they're not obedient, you can't. Birds of a feather flock together and fly to the same destination. You can't yoke yourself up with someone that's not obedient because when that wrath comes, you're connected to it. You understand what I'm saying? He talked about dividing. But see, we tell ourselves, and this is, this is we got to watch this. We'll excuse obedience because that family, that my friend. You're cheating you and them. Because you're giving them the rewards of obedience connected with you. So why would they have to be obedient? You know, it's like being in a relationship. You meet the person. You, you give them all your goods up front. So why would they have to give you a ring? You already gave me the goods. Keeping it real, men are conquerors. I've already conquered you got something else to do today? Go on about your business. <laughs> See, that sounds cold, right? That just sounds sound cold, right? But, but a man in the flesh, that's exactly what he's saying, even if you don't say it out loud. Okay, all right. I told all the man's secrets. Don't get mad. <laughs> don't get mad. Just don't, don't get mad. Just don't be crazy. See? Be obedient. All right, so now we, we notice in Romans 2, 4, uh, and I think I uh, heard Jamal reference this too. See, I'm, I'm, I'm just flowing with the, the people this week. So, who, who I heard some, uh, Trina said. Yes, the messenger. <laughs> and she said kind of low too. She's like, yes, the messenger. <laughs> right? It's just the messenger. So, Romans 2 4 says, it's the goodness of God that leadeth to what? So, is the love of God, we say it's in our heart. For the ones God God loves and the ones we love, leading others to repentance. Mm. All right, so I love you, and I have the love of God in my heart. Do I really? Because the love of God leads to what? So when people come around me and I'm full of the love of God, they're thinking of what? Repenting. Are they repenting, or are they taking it to another level? So are you really operating in the love of God? Pastor Mel talked about that this week, right? Speaking the truth in love, right? See, the love of God leads to repentance. This is a man of God, it might be Charles Finney or whatever, but he was, he was so filled up with the power and the love of God. So he walks onto a train. So he walks in the train, he walks into his room, a guy walks by the door. 
right, drops to his knees and asks for Jesus. Woman of God's walking um, uh, to a conference and she goes the back way and comes through the, uh, the kitchen. She comes to the Christian people, all the cooks start dropping on their knees asking for Jesus to be their Lord. She ain't witness and say nothing to him. So fooled up with the, the goodness of God, it led to repentance. See, people should walk around you and feel convicted, not comfortable. If, I'm saying if they're not living for God. I didn't do nothing. See? <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> All right, so, 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 so why would even some of us be tempted to not operate in the goodness of God, not keep his commandments? Well, the Bible says the sentence against the evil work is not executed speedily, so men, men find it in their heart to do evil. Ecclesiastes 8.11. Because the, the, because the consequence for your action doesn't show up in the moment, you think you got, it's okay. Well, if God was bothered with it, he, he ain't do nothing. No, he's giving you time to repent. Oh, no, 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 but there's a, there is a consequence for the action. If David went through consequences, so, do, so will we. Moses didn't even get to, to the promised land. Moses was, was his boy. Oh, no, 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 bro. I love you, but you, ain't gonna, you will never see the promised land. If Moses didn't get to see the... See, because we go, we, we use these guys. You know, well, Moses was a murderer. Yeah, he killed somebody trying to help somebody out. You realize Moses didn't get into the promised land. Well, well Samson, uh, God used him to have strength. You realize uh, the goal was not to have a whole building fall on him. That ain't a good way to die. So if you want to claim Samson, you waiting for a, uh, a building to fall on you? That, see, again, I know that's my little sarcasm there, right? But what I'm, I'm trying to say, hey, think about this. That's all I'm saying. Hey, think about this, right? Look at what da- David lost a child. Well, you know, David didn't do everything right. He lost a child. He went through three days of craziness. You, you trying to do that? See, we skip all the consequences. Like people have gone through consequences. All these people, yeah, nobody's perfect. Yeah, and they pay for it. We just, just over, Psalm 51 wasn't written because everything was going well with David. Oh, oh, son betrayed him. Son, not just betrayed him, sent people to kill him. You want to go through that too. It wasn't just a couple days either. Okay, all right, I just, I just, just some things to think about. That's okay. All right, so second, second, second Thessalonians three. Let's go there. Second Thessalonians, right? These, these, these wonderful people this week did a good job of drawing a line in the sand, and I didn't want to cheat y'all from what they were offering us this week, right? You didn't want to do that. <laughs> so 2 Timothy 3, 2. 2 Thessalonians 3, 2. I apologize. It says, look, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. I, I heard somebody mention that this week too. Wait, wait, wait. All men don't have faith? 
And, and we want to be delivered from unreasonable and wicked, twisted men. You were drawing a line in the sand. Now, now you say, but, but, but I love them. Good. Get out of the quicksand, and they're going to follow you out. Right? I, I, I wouldn't have helped my son if when he was kicking and screaming, okay, baby, let's go hang out with Mondale. So he like us more. Then when he wakes up, Dad, how do we get out of this? I don't know. <laughs> I'm in here with you. <laughs> you got an idea? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we both in the quicksand. Dad, hey, you know, appreciate you guys hanging out with me, but I'm a little tired of this. I've been here a little longer than y'all. How do we get out? I don't know. I'm singing with you. But when he woke up and wanted to come out of the quicksand, I was right. We was right there with a rope. Here you go, son. We got you. Grab this rope. Why? Because we drew a line in the sand. Right? Does that make sense? First Peter 4. First Peter 4, 18 and 19. First Peter 4, 18 and 19. First Peter 4, 18 and 19. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified for the sake of time, okay? It says, and if it is difficult for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the godless and the sinner? It says, therefore, those who are ill-treated and suffer in accordance with the will of God must continue to do right and commit their souls for safekeeping to the faithful creator. Look, it's saying if it's, it's difficult for the righteous to be saved. So, so he understands. It's Look, if it's difficult, once saved, always saved, it's not difficult. Because all you gotta do is confess Jesus and you in. What he's really saying is difficult for them to stay saved. Oh, you just made that up. Well, the next scripture just said, therefore, those who are ill-treated and suffer in accordance with the will of God, living right, continue to do right and commit their souls for safekeeping to the faithful creator. He didn't say your souls are already in safekeeping. He says you gotta commit to safekeep your soul. You got to guard your heart with all diligence. You got to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You got to do that. You got to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You see what I'm saying? You got to do that. Why is that in the Bible? If one saved, always saved, what what do you got to work out? You good. You in. Right? So we talked about this last week. Let's go over to the next book, uh, well, two books over, 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3. This is another scripture that they read, Bible study, we read Bible study fellowship in the mornings uh, from 6 to 8, Monday through Friday, on the conference line. <laughs> I just thought I'd slip that in there, you know, to put a plug in Bible study fellowship. Uh, facilitated and led by uh, Trina Bailey and Karen Anderson and the crew, <laughs> right? All right, so, so 2 Corinthians 3.16, man, I probably pull somebody out here and they can quote this left and right, right? It says, all Scripture, how much Scripture? All. Is given by inspiration of God, right? And it's profitable for what? For doctrine? This is how you're supposed to live. This is the line that you're playing off of, right? 
It says for reproof. Now, we run from reproof, but it's in the Bible. All scripture, a part of the, the purpose of Scripture is reproof. Hey, oh, oh, oh. no, you can't be wrong like that. No, no, don't let them convert it into judgment. Reproof is reproof. You, hey, listen, you reprove your kids all the time. So why is it not? So imagine, we, we, we saw, right? So imagine your kids, you know, these little kids. So I'd pick BJ back there. Mom said, hey, hey, you need to clean up your room, right? Don't judge me. I imagine BJ be like, hey, well, don't judge me. Did you clean your car? <laughs> Just imagine that conversation. That's probably not going to be a long conversation because BJ's going to hit the floor. I'm going to have to take him to my house for a couple weeks. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you know, until his, his braids grow back because he's going to get hit so hard, he's so going to knock the braids out. Right? Right. But so, so that's funny, right? But that's what we do with God. He gives us the, 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 the reproof. And, of course, this says for correction. And we go, don't judge it. Don't judge me. You ain't judging me. Right? Really? No. Reproof. Right? Because you're not lining up with the doctrine, right? This is for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Look, 17, that the man of God, and when you see the word man, let's stop getting sensitive. God is not a, a chauvinist or a feminist. Man is our species. Underneath man is male and female, right? Because so, so, so could, oh, please, that God has an order and it benefits both parties, right? So, yes, he's, he's, he's giving husbands the head. Well, some, so, I don't understand why you're the head. Stop. It's a benefit to you. If, if, if God puts an authority over you first, you submit to authority, you get power. It's a benefit. And I'm, and I'm sure the, the, the women aren't turning in all the, the, the courtesies of being treated like a precious jewel. You ain't trading that in. Right? You, like, you get, you, you get a pass because you exist. You ain't tra- nobody's trading that in. I know some, I'm going to say it this way, some idiot men don't know how to appropriate it, but that doesn't mean God didn't design for you to have it. So, so, so I'm just saying, stop. You know, and, and even the guys going around trying to lord over uh, uh, women and everybody else. Why? What you doing all that for? You're just proving you're not a man. Because if you are a man, you wouldn't have to keep trying to fight. I'm a man. I'm a man. Are you? I'm a woman. I can do the same things you do. Then do it. Why are you talking? What's the protest for? Do it. Listen, the people that do it, they don't have to say nothing. Man, they, man or female, they, listen, they on it. You just talking though. You're a theorist. All right. That's, that's, see, that's me going on a little soapbox. It's not necessary. That was my little meditation with God. I apologize. I'll come back. Okay. No, I'm not staying out there. See, I'm not following what you're saying. I'm staying on my line. <laughs> trying to get me in trouble. You're staying out there. I'm not preaching your sermon. I'm being obedient. <laughs> See, that's how people try to do you. I ain't the one. <laughs> About to pop you upside your head. So John 16. John 16. In love, in love, in love, y'all. Love, he the pastor talking about popping people upside the head. What kind of pastor is that? I wouldn't have said it if I didn't know we had a good relationship and he didn't take it seriously. OK? 
Okay, okay. Why y'all getting on Venetia? I wouldn't have said it if she doesn't know I love her and she, she wouldn't take it personally, okay? Oh, y'all heard her. I got something to say to you right now. Let me tell you, I'm playing. John 16, 8, right? It says, uh, and when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So he's coming to reprove the world of not really lining up with what he said. So, you know, we talked about this last week. Let's ask ourselves a few questions here. If we're in this once saved, always saved means there is no line, right? It's all lines are blurred. Where does repentance fit? Why would there even be a need for it? So repentance is I'm going the wrong way, right? And I need to repent, turn away. Repentance is not asking for forgiveness. You know that, right? Asking for forgiveness is the request. Repentance is the action. I'm going the wrong way. Forgive me, Lord. Right? Repentance is I'm not going that way anymore. But if I say, Lord, forgive me, and I'm still going in that direction, I have not repented. You understand what I'm saying? So I, so I, have, I have not appreciated the, the, the release, you know, of, of a punishment or forgiveness, right? So where does repentance fit? Well, okay, so let me ask you. Why, 1 John 1.9 says, if you confess your sin, agree that you sin, God is faithful, right, to forgive you of the sin, right, and cleanse you of the, the unrighteousness, right? 1 John 1, 9, right? But why, was, why must we confess and be cleansed of sin and unrighteousness if it's once saved, always saved? You know, that's the backsliding scripture, right? But God loves the backsliders. Why, why, is, why is that even in the Bible? You can't backslide once you've saved, Right? You always saved. I, yes, I, listen, respectfully, I understand that has some sarcasm on it. But, but just so, think about it. So, so for today, allow the sarcasm converted into, think about that for a second. Right? Think about it for a second. Why would you have to go through all that if it's one saved? So obviously, if you have to confess sin, having already been saved, Right? God said, hey, hey, I'll give you a chance. God loves the backslider, right? Person that slipped, not jumped into sin. That's not a backslider. Slipped. You know, I'm climbing up the mountain. I got a grip. I lose my grip and I slide, backslide down. I was trying to climb the mountain. If I jump, that's not backsliding. If I leap off the mountain, that's not backsliding. That's foolishness. You see the difference? Listen, listen. I tell you this all the time. If, if, let's say you feel a little tinge watching out there in TV land. Just set a target. Apart from him, we can do nothing anyway. Lord, I'm going to need your help to do this. I have to establish uh, philosophies to justify my compromise because I didn't think I can really live the life that you established for me. But in hearing that this could cost me if I keep playing in this gray area, could you help me? Because apart from you, I can do nothing anyway. I can't do it without you, Lord. Do you know how excited God would be to hear you want his help? 
And, and, and you keep, you're not just saying, oh, it's too hard, I can't do that. Well, I've never been able to do that before, I'm not going to be able to do it again. God said, so, so, so you're talking, oh, uh, this is what I got to do. Oh, man, I can't, oh, I got to do that. So, so the guy's sitting there, you know, hey, 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 ho, hey, 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 like, hey, like, I'm right here. You have not because you ask not. He would be excited. So my lovely son over there, he, you know, he, 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 he loves his dad, so he, he, he honors me, honors us, so he tries to do things ahead of time. So even if he, if he messes up, he tries to fix it before he gets to us, right? Because he wants us to be proud of him. We're proud of him even when he messes up. So when he, when he gets to a point like, okay, I'm going to have to have, we have these conversations like, Dad, I got to talk to you more often. Well, you know how excited I am that he just wants help? I can care less about what you're doing. I just, you know, the fact she's excited she needs help. And my granddaughter, uh, we were talking about this. My wife has trained my granddaughters. So when Chanel was a little girl, we walk into the grocery store, and I just hear this little voice, Grandpa, can you buy this for me? I turned around, which just hit my heart, you know, because she wanted my help. But I knew where she got the instructions from. <laughs> now, the interesting thing is, Nana I probably don't remember this. She, went, she did the same exact thing around the same exact age, and it was the same exact voice. Mm-hmm. Grandpa, can you buy this for me? You know, and I'm, they got me, you know, like, sure. Was... <laughs> you know, like, you know. <laughs> Okay, okay, where's your going? You know, like, like, <laughs> but you know what it is? They want my help. Oh, you need my help? My grandson called me up and said, hey, hey, uh, actually, when we drove back and forth, what initiated the conversation was uh, school was about to start, and my grandson had been wanting to come down. He's supposed to come down for a league, but he, he was taken out of the league. So he's like, man, I just want to get a workout before it starts. I says, all right, we talked about coming to get you guys. We just come get you guys. You know why? He want to help. And I wasn't going to Ohio without getting my girls, you know. (laughs) So we all coming, (laughs) you know. But all parents want to help. That's it. So God, God, God is waiting to help. He waiting on you. But we like, well, I can't go to God because, you know, I ain't doing right. Probably don't deserve help. No, that's exactly what you deserve. You deserve help. You don't deserve any pacification, but you deserve help, right? And so when the Scripture says, uh, when you pray, it says, you know, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. It says, you, you know, you can have what you say, right? But then it goes on to say, when you stand praying, Right? If, if you have order, you haven't forgiven someone, you should forgive those that's done you wrong so God will forgive you, right? So why would forgiveness be needed if one saves always saves? Like, like why? Like so, so I won't use Natalie. Uh, Jimmy did me wrong, or I did Jimmy wrong, right? I'm a Christian. I did Jimmy wrong. So when you stand praying, forgive so the Father will forgive you. I, I already confessed Jesus. I'm not... I'm not <laughs> I'm not asking for, I'm not going to embarrass myself to ask him for forgiveness. And why would I need to? I'm already going to eternity. Don't even make sense, does it? The Bible is telling you the whole time. 
None of it lines up. You can't, we can't just quote stuff because we want to justify our actions. We got to get the actual information. That, doesn't, that makes no sense. All right, uh, Matthew 13, 41 through 43. Is my mic back here? Is the other mic back here? It is? Because I'm... It is? Oh, my bad. Okay, we good? All right, so uh, what did I say? Matthew 13. I'm not even there because I had to go get the mic. Matthew 13. Just food for thought. Give you some things to think about um, as we prepare for this power to break through. So continue to break through. So uh, 1341, starting with verse 41. Says the son, it's, okay, do I have another version? Okay, no. The son of man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity. Going to gather them where? From out of his kingdom, right? And it, verse 42, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire, and they shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as, as, as the sun, but as hope, and they were talking about the other day, as a light. So shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of the Father. Who has ears to hear, let him hear. You know, as Nathaniel was talking about, you've been told. Remember I did a message called You've Been Told? All right. All right. So look at this. This is so interesting. The Son of Man is going to send forth his angels to gather out of his kingdom all things that offend him and them which do inequity. They were where at? In the kingdom. Interesting. It says, he that hears, let him hear. So as Nathaniel was saying, you've been told, like, you ever tell your kids something? Don't do that. This, don't do that. This is going to happen. You do it. It happens. I told you. Right? Now, hopefully, you do what he did and go, Dad, I see what you're saying now. For his whole life, Mom, I see what you're saying now. Dad, I see what you're saying now. At least realize it, what you've been told. So don't, don't get condemned. Oh, man, I'm, I'm messed up. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You don't have to continue doing it. Right? You don't have to risk getting taken out of the kingdom. Well, you're not stuck. Because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Right? That's not nice favorite scripture. Right? Does that make sense? All right. Um, I got a, a few minutes here. Let's do it this way. Let's go to Matthew 7. We'll stay in Matthews. We'll do a hope. Stay in Matthews. Matthew 7. All right, it says this, uh, verse 13, verse 13, Matthew 7, 13. Draw on a line in the sand, look. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. But straight is the gate, narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Interesting, right? 
It says, beware. Now, this is why some people don't find it, some people do. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raving in wolves. Okay, so how am I going to be aware of them? You should know them by their fruit. Not what they're saying, but what they're doing. Look, it says, do men gather grapes of thorns and figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. But the Amplifier says, even so, every healthy sound tree bears good fruit, worthy of admiration, but the sickly, decaying, worthless tree bears bad, worthless fruit. So so now we're around people we care about, and we are telling everybody around us and ourselves, oh, no, they're good good people, but they're not doing godly things. That's bad fruit. You're calling the tree good, you're lying. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not fair. You're in denial. That's bad fruit. All right, okay, all right, so. See, that goes over well. All right. (laughs) A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. A good tree can't bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Real simple. All right? It says, every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is is hewn down or cut down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruit you shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Oh, some people prophesying. Gonna get burnt. And in thy name have cast out devils. They're getting burnt too. And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work in equity. What Amplify says, who act wickedly disregarding my commands. So so I'm doing all this surface, godly looking, acting, sounding things, but I'm not being obedient at my core to his commandments because I really don't love them. I like him, heard about him. He cool people, but I don't love him. See, see, I love my wife, not just about what I say. Yeah, I know Pastor Mel. I'm not even in her life if I'm just talking. I gotta, I gotta be love. I can't just be saying love. In every situation. You, you understand what I'm saying? I know my wife loves me, not by what she say. You understand? We spend all of our time together. We work together. We better be the best of friends and we better love each other. Because otherwise it'd be like, oh boy, which don't you have something to do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when you don't love each other, you're not attracted to draw together. You just glorify roommates. Oh, no, we're not rolling like that. No, no, no. Not in the Bradley household. Someone says you, you. All right. When, I don't have no Wi-Fi now, no. Yes, sir. Gotta be obedient. Thank you, sir. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? All right. So it says you workers of iniquity. So when it says iniquity, iniquity or iniquity, I, I might not be saying it right. It says, it says 
you work as a you bent person, you twisted person, you perverted person, hostility towards God and his people. Now, he's calling hostility towards God and his people, and he's talking about bent and twisted when you're not doing God's commandments and his will. And think about it, it is twisted. Because you're saying one thing, I let the Lord, all your actions are different. That's what you would say with somebody at your house? Hey, hey turn me up a little bit or, and give me some two. All right? So that's what you would say at your house, right? You would say, the person said they love you, never come home, never do anything for you. Everything that comes out your mouth irritates them. Well, listen, they'll defend their family before they'll defend you. And you go, you, you love me, don't you? <laughs> right? That's what, you, that's what you're going to say? No, you're going to be like, on, on the outside, be like, I love you. Be like, dude, stop saying me too. Can the words come out at least? You know, you know, you, I love you. Me too. Hey, that's a sign. Me too is a sign. That means me not. <laughs> oh, boy, I tell you. <laughs> uh, it would be funny if it wasn't so sad, right? <laughs> Somebody was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Where am I supposed to be? I'm supposed to be. Okay, so in inequity, this bent twisted cancel, cancels out the good work. So when we do good work and then we start to operate in a twisted mindset, we cancel out the good work. That's how we're pulled out of the kingdom, right? Because having salvation and living in it is two different things. So in other words, when I come and I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I secure the salvation, but I live for the world, it's two different things. So he said, if I secure salvation, what I'm saying that day is I commit to you. I give my life to you. I offer my life to you. I give myself away, right? <laughs> to you, right? So you can use me. But if I say that, but I'm giving my life to the world so they can use me, I'm bent and I'm twisted. Right? It's hostility. Like, I'm supposed to be a part of the body. Imagine your hand decides to work for another body. You keep trying to use, you pick up stuff and somebody else has the controls. It just, it, 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 it's always helping somebody but never helping you. Your brain is thinking for somebody else but not thinking for you. Like, but you're supposed to be with me. Why are you always agreeing with them? <laughs> right? Imagine how you feel like that. That's what happens sometimes. So only the obedient, it sounds like, enter into the kingdom. Right? So I know what we're saying. So we are saved by grace through faith. Right? Not of yourselves. What is the gift of God? Not of works, lest any man should both. But we are his workmanship, creating in Christ Jesus under good works, right? Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, right? Oh, wait a minute, but I'm saved by faith through grace. That's talking about atonement. You attach your faith to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the price he paid for your atonement, to get you back in position to live for God. Right? 
You understand what I'm saying? You don't have to pay for your atonement, right? But faith can't save us alone because without works it's dead. Now, those works aren't talking about atoning works. Those works are talking about I really believe this life with God, so I'm going to live a life that's conducive to what I believe. Two different types of works, not atoning works. See, we try to merge them together so we can justify, well, once saved, always saved. Saved by faith through grace. Not to do nothing. Not of works. It ain't talking about the works that are attached to faith. It's talking about the works that are attached to trying to atone yourself. You see, two different, you can't atone yourself. Christ did that. Hey, there's nothing you can do. We can't bring them down from heaven and we can't bring them in, uh, from hell. Uh, Jamal uh, asked me about that. Scripture. Romans 10, right, Jamal? Yeah, he asked me about that earlier, earlier this week, right? So, you, so, so, so a person can have saving faith without producing any good works. Ooh, <laughs> spooky, <laughs> right? So genuine faith in Christ will produce a changed life and result in good works. Genuine faith in Christ will produce a changed life and result in good works. It's not justification by, by faith plus works, but a person truly justified by faith will have good works in their life. So what I just said is not justification by faith plus works. So in other words, it's not atonement by faith plus works, right? You know, it's atonement by faith. But a person that's truly justified by that faith will have good works in their life. That's the fruit that will come out. A person that's truly saved. See, we say people saved because we may, they, they said they confessed, they maybe said they confess. It says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Some people just, just mimic it. Because if you truly got it, you live in it. And you're not, you're not caught up in, what do they think? You don't care. You don't care what they think. Because as uh, I think Jamal was saying, or Shamar was saying, what, God is God's with me. Who can be against me? I got God. I don't need anything else. I'm on the right team. So talk about me. Put me down, Sam Weak, Sam Corny, Sam, I'm, I'm Bible man, whatever you want to call it. I'm with God. Like, like, I'm not trying to prove to you. I'm trying to please him, as they talked about this week. You see the difference? And in pleasing him, he wants us to go ye to all the world and preach the gospel. He wants us to make disciples. Is what you're doing making disciples, drawing people closer to God, or make them comfortable in their compromise? We talked about this in Bible school. How do you walk away from the church, hear what God has to say, and do the complete opposite? So as much as you say you love God, there's rebellion in there. Didn't we talk about that in Bible school? There's rebellion in there. And, and, and that's God looks on, man looks on the outward appearance, God looks on the heart. So you can look like a Christian. You can speak with the tongues of men and angels. God's looking at your heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. But not only that, what's in your heart is what you act out. Under pressure, when Peter denied him, somebody mentioned that this week too. That was, under pressure, what was in his heart came out. Oh, man, 
Listen, this is what we do all the time. Man, I'm with you. I'm with you no matter what. Man, you are, please, man, what? You know, as the young man said yesterday, soon as, when you with Jesus? I believe that was either Austin or uh, Carter. So, when you with Jesus? Man, what you talking about, man? Jesus who? Jesus, Jesus. I don't know. I sound like I may have heard that name before, but nah, nah, nah. Somebody else. Wait a minute, man. I'm one of the soldiers. Did you cut my boy's ear off? Cut your boy's ear off? I don't even own a sword, man. What are you talking about? I'm one of them Christians, man. We don't carry weapons, man. You sure? Where was this? Now, where was this at? Oh, no, no. Oh, I heard about that guard. Never been there, but I heard about it. Nah, wasn't me. Next person come, he, he, as Sabrina was saying earlier, you're like, like, tempted to go back to where you were. He lost his mind. He wasn't tempted. He did it. So now I got to really act a fool so you don't believe I was with them. So I got to act like you guys act. I got to, I got to let you stretch in my lane. And cursed and swear went way out of character to prove I wasn't, I'm not with Jesus. Now you look at that and you go, wow, man, I can't believe Peter did that. We do it all the time. With family, with friends. We're denying him. Even if we don't say, I deny him. We're not representing him. Somebody's in there talking about Jesus. Man, these Christians are such and such and such. And you, you just pretending you ain't hear the conversation. As opposed to, whoa, did you say something about Christians? That's just talk to me. Why do you think that way? Well, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm, we family, right? Do you, do you think that way about me? And if so, why? Oh. So because I hang with you, you see me as a hypocrite. You have every right to think that. And, and I, I apologize. I, I haven't been represented. But just to let you know, going forward, I will be represented. But don't take it like I don't love you. I love you, but I can't stand this quicksand. We both going to sing. What's wrong with that? That's not mean. Right? That could change somebody's life. I told a person, they, 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 they was calling on the phone. They was talking to a friend. And the friend was talking to me, and they're in the background. Tell Keith, man, he be treating me like uh, kryptonite. And I just reflexed. I said, hey, tell him that's because he's hanging out with Lex Luthor. And I just went about my business. I, we, I just figured we was playing. You know, that week he comes to church and start living for God for the rest of his life, so we end up having a conversation. I said, man, uh, what shifted you? Yeah, do you remember that day? When, I, when we called in and you said I was hanging out with Lex Luthor, I started thinking about the people I was hanging around. That wasn't my plan. I, I was really defending myself. <laughs> so what? <laughs> you know, quick recognition. You know, don't, don't come at me crazy. Right? And so, but, but, but it had an effect. You might be watching that now. Um, uh, that was Rob. He don't, I don't think he mind me saying it. You know. But but you understand what I'm saying? So, so we have this same opportunity. I, I'm, I'm going to end on that note. We'll, we'll, we'll get into some other stuff that I really want us to, um, towards the end of this year, to have with us 
not as an ammunition to, to alienate or frustrate people, but to really draw a line in the sand so you can actually really show people the way out. Because they see you with them, they're looking around you to find a way out. You know that, right? You have the way out, but they're looking around you because you with them. And you make it, it's comfortable. I guarantee you, talk to some people. And just, hey, try this this week. The people that, you know, it's been tough for you to talk to, just say, hey, uh, do, you, do you realize I'm a Christian? Then say, do you see me as a Christian? How do you see me as a Christian? Then ask them this, do I have a life that you desire or you're setting a target for? Or do I have a life that you, you want no parts of? Just ask. I mean, if you really, I mean, I'm talking about the uncomfortable people or the people with status that you're cool with. Just ask the question. You know, just find out the family member. See what happens, all right? I, some of y'all gonna get some folks saved. And some of y'all gonna realize who your real friends are. All right, let's stand on your feet, that's nothing.